Hello, everyone, and welcome back to True Time. With Thanksgiving coming up this week, we wanted to cover a case that occurred on the holiday. So these are the Thanksgiving murders of Joel and Lisa Guy. everyone and happy thanksgiving week hello everyone yes it is thanksgiving week (laughs) i'm so excited for the holidays to be kicking off this year yeah i am too thanksgiving (laughs) here we go we're really good at this can you tell (laughs) intros are still sort of hard yeah we don't ever talk about it before yeah these are completely just going with the flow yeah but yeah i mean not Many people look forward to Thanksgiving as Christmas. Most people skip Thanksgiving. and Yeah, but the food is delicious. Yeah. And it's a really fun time to see family. And I think it's a good way to kickstart the Christmas season, too. Just yeah. Fun and the cozy. appetizer before the main course. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Dylan loves food, so he'll put anything into those toasts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, gives family a reason to come together and... Hang out. It's always a chill day during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of nice. It's like a lot of cooking, if you enjoy that like I do. But other than that, it's just fun, eating, relaxing. The main purpose of the day is just to eat and chill. Yes. Unless you like to shop. That's slowly taking over. Oh, yeah. I forget about (laughs) Black Friday. But with Cyber or like Cyber Mondays and stuff like that makes it so you don't really have to go out as much. So True. Just after you're full as hell and about to fall asleep on the couch (laughs) you just do some online shopping and there you go there's your black friday good to go (laughs) well we have some pretty fun thanksgiving plans yeah yeah we do you want to tell them yeah so this is our first thanksgiving together it is it's our last holiday that will be our first yeah so we're pretty excited and we're gonna be doing something really cool so i have a cousin who lives in berlin germany And it's about a six-hour train ride from here. And it's been a tradition of ours to always kind of spend the holiday with him. So this year, Dylan is tagging along. And we are going to spend Thanksgiving in Berlin. Yeah, which is really exciting. And I've already met him because uh, he came to our wedding because he was close. And it's going to be really fun. I know know it's going to be a great time. He's lived there for a long time now. What, like 30 years, I think? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so... He knows the area well. He'll show me around because you've already been there and stuff. So you you know the area decently. Yeah. I haven't been since uh, Christmas and my birthday. I turned 16. I was like sophomore year of high school for me. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've been too. So we have some really cool food places planned to go eat. And um, he has a lot of German friends and international friends. So they're going to come over to his really cool apartment. And we will do our American Thanksgiving for them. To his flat. Yep. We're bringing a big old turkey in a suitcase and going on a train ride. Yeah, it's so weird because you don't think about, like, uh, other countries don't celebrate your the same holidays as you do. Yeah. So whenever we say we're, like, bringing Germans over and they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, it's sort of weird to think about. Mm-hmm. But they still love it. They love the food. So it's a cool time to, like, just celebrate and get together with everybody. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm yeah. really excited. So... 
if you have any fun Thanksgiving plans, let us know. But that's what we'll be doing. So we're really excited. Very. And yesterday we also were getting in the Christmas spirit as well because Dylan got to go to his first Christmas market. Yeah, which was really fun. It was very German. Yeah. Like I said, I've been to that uh, city before, which mm-hmm. is like Burncastle Hughes. Burncastle oh, Hughes. Hughes. Okay. Yeah. Close. <laughs> I know. It's a long one. And uh, the city was really beautiful. I've been there one other time. And like I said, when we were there, when all when the sun went down and all the Christmas lights were on and every, or everything like that, it made it seem like a million times more German. Yeah, it was beautiful. It is just like you feel like you're in a Hallmark movie almost. <laughs> yeah, it felt fake. But um, I actually kind of vlogged a little bit yesterday. So be on the lookout for that on my personal TikTok. I'm going to be doing a little compilation video of all the fun food and drinks and the sights we saw. So if you want to go check that out at my TikTok on Avery E. Hamill, Mm -hmm. you can do that. And we'll definitely be covering a lot of Berlin stuff as well. If you want to see some traveling, kind of just another side to the true crime, if you want to, you know. A little more personal. Get a little more content <laughs> from us. So, yeah. But. Yeah, we're cool people. Follow so us, bro. Cool. Follow us, bro. Follow us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's terminology and mine are not the same. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, I guess with that, we're going to be staying on the topic of Thanksgiving. Because these are Thanksgiving murders. Oh, which is a holiday I would never associate with something like that. It could is this a cannibal case? He eats the people for Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> okay. That would have been a cool thing. That would have okay. been gross. But you're on somewhat of a path that is definitely creepy and okay. gruesome. Okay. Yeah, so this case gets pretty gross, so just be on the lookout for that. I feel if like that, you say that pretty often. I know, I do, but I just have to <laughs> let you know, like, if you don't like graphic content, there will be a there will be a good chunk. Yeah. So, but I guess if you're in a true crime, you just kind of are used to that at this point. But Yeah, you have to understand what you're getting yourself into, I guess. Anybody is new to the true crime scene, I know some people don't love it. Some people like the more psychological fact or the law, the law side of things. So, you okay. just... Just putting a little disclaimer out there, but so yeah, these are the Thanksgiving murders of Joel and Lisa Guy, and our case begins on Thanksgiving of 2016. Lisa and Joel Guy were husband and wife, and they had been married for 31 years. Joel Sr. had three daughters from a previous marriage, and together, Lisa and Joel had one son named Joel Jr., Joel Sr. had recently retired as a pipeline engineering designer, and Lisa was days away from retiring as a human resources accounts payable administrator for an engineering company, according to wikiwand.com. They lived in a well-kept two-story suburban home on Golden View Lane in Knoxville, Tennessee, according to soapboxy.com. This Thanksgiving was an extremely special one to the Guy family. With both Joel Sr. and Lisa soon to be retired, they were getting ready to transition into retired life and move to Joel Sr.'s mother's home, who had passed away. She left them the home. Okay. 
The home was a mountain home about 90 miles away in, I might pronounce this wrong, um, Sir, Surgoinsville, Tennessee, according to WashingtonPost.com. So this meant that this would be the last holiday spent in their family home since they had recently sold it or were in the process of selling it. Mm-hmm. Lisa and Joel spent Thanksgiving Day with their four children and their families. At the end of the day, their three daughters said their goodbyes and headed home since they all lived nearby in Tennessee. They were all looking forward to their Christmas reunion in the new home, according to Soapboxy.com. Joel Jr. was set to leave on Friday since he lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He had been living there for about a decade and had driven up to visit for the holiday. Joel Jr., who was 28 at the time, had been financially supported by his parents his entire life. He was attending Louisiana State University, supposedly studying to become a plastic surgeon after a previous unsuccessful semester at George Washington, and he had never worked or earned his own income before. So wait, how old is he? 28. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he had been like... For 10 years since he'd graduated from school, like kind of bouncing around school. And he's the youngest? Yes. Okay. He's Joel and Lisa's son. Yeah. Biological son. And Joel's three daughters are from a previous marriage. Okay. Yeah. So he's like the spoiled younger child. Yeah, the baby. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So Angela Guy, one of the daughters, stated that Lisa, quote, only worked to give her paycheck end quote, to Joel Jr. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's sort of sad. Mm -hmm. And that Joel Sr. and Lisa said it was, quote, time for Joel to stand on his own two feet, end quote, according to Cairo7.com. So with big life changes and retirement on the way, Joel and Lisa had plans to let their son know that come the end of the holiday season, they would be cutting him off. It's not known for sure if they decided to tell their son the news a little earlier than planned, but it's most likely a contributor to what happened. This uh, situation, not to like make the murder seem like less sad or something like that, but it just reminds me of the situation in Step Brothers. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Where they tell them that they're going to cut them off like they're done and they just go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what I feel like is coming up. Is Yeah. If Step Brothers was a horror movie, I guess this is how it would have gone. Yeah. If you okay. want to put it like that. Step Brothers is one of Dylan's favorite movies, so he'll find any way to bring it up or relate something to it. Hey, I mean, this is sort of semi-relevant. Okay. <laughs> so, continuing. As the weekend passed... Lisa hadn't shown up for work by Monday, and her boss and co-workers grew concerned. Since Lisa was retiring soon, and according to Soapboxy.com, that meant that Monday, November 28th, was possibly her last day. Lisa's boss, named Jennifer Whitehead, stated that she called Lisa multiple times and got no answer. She didn't feel right, so she decided to call 911 and ask them to perform a welfare check on her and Joel Sr., according to WVLT.TV. That's a good boss. Yeah, I know. Actually concerned about your employee and send someone out there to check on them. Yeah, it's really nice. And that's, yeah, that's surprising to me. Yeah, especially with her being about to retire. 
they really yeah. cared about her so yeah when the police arrived at the home it seemed quiet and they went up to the front door to knock they noticed something strange since the home was recently for sale, usually the front doorknob has a realtor key box attached for showings and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. However, the doorknob didn't have one. One of the police deputies named Jeremy McCord stated he had, quote, an ominous feeling, end quote, as they began attempting to get into the home. From the glass panels on the door, they could see bags of groceries on the floor containing items like ice cream, sausage, and bacon, according to Soapboxy.com. Immediately, this was strange since it's never normal to leave perishable items sitting out like that. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. As they continued their check, they made their way to the back door where they noticed the doorknob was missing. It had been removed and placed as the front doorknob. As Jeremy McCord examined the hole, he bent down and said he noticed, quote, a really odd chemical smell. You could feel the heat coming from the door. It alarmed me, end quote, according to KnoxNews.com. One of the cops was able to gain access to one of the cars in the driveway and use the garage door opener to enter into the home. According to KnoxNews.com, as they went into the house, McCord stated, quote, the smell is never going to leave me, end quote. They immediately saw that the thermostat in the home was set to 93 degrees and there were multiple heaters plugged in and running. What the heck? They noticed on the table sat both Lisa and Joel Sr.'s wallets and a sledgehammer. Further investigation led them into the kitchen where the stovetop was turned on full blast and a large silver pot was on top of it and they could hear that it was boiling. They also heard a dog barking up the stairs, so they continued their search and made their way up the stairs. What they would find was, quote, one of the most horrific things, end quote, any of them had ever seen in their time as being police officers and most likely will ever see, according to KnoxNews.com. They found the dog in a locked room. He appeared to be tired and thirsty, and luckily he was rescued, according to WVLT.TV. That's good. Yeah. That always makes everyone happy when the I dog know. is okay. At least one good piece of information. Yeah. As they looked down the hallway, they were met with splatters of blood everywhere. They saw knives, scissors, and clothes that appeared to have been cut off of someone. According to WBIR.com and Wikiwan.com, they found, quote, sewer line cleaner, a bag of baking soda, liquid fire brand drain cleaner, hydrochloric acid, drain opener, lye, food-grade hydrogen peroxide, bleach, and a bleach sprayer, end quote. KnoxNews.com reported that McCord, quote, could smell the stench of death mixed with those chemicals, end quote. So is that stuff to try to, like, get rid of a body? Like, yeah. Chemically, like, just break it down. He's trying to get rid of their bodies or something. Yeah, that's the start of everything. Mm. Officer Stephen Ballard stated, quote, he felt tingling on his forehead as he entered the home due to the odor of numerous chemicals, end quote, according to WVLT.TV. 
The first piece of human remains that they found were two hands removed from the body, laying on the floor of the guy's home in their fitness room, surrounded by huge blood splatters on the carpet and walls. Oh my god. The fitness equipment was knocked over, so there were clear signs of a struggle. The hands belonged to Joel Guy Sr., who tried to fight for his life, and this would only be the beginning of what they would find. The police were finding Tupperware containers all over the floor that contained body parts, according to Jeremy McCord. Yeah, it's disgusting. What the? As they entered the bathroom, they found two large blue 45-gallon containers that contained Joel and Lisa's torsos soaking in the concocted acid solution, attempting to dissolve them. Oh, my God. Yeah. That... That's so messed up. Yeah. It was also discovered that Lisa's head was cooking in the pot on the stove. Oh, my. Yeah. Bro. What the? These this types is like of, something from a movie. Yeah. Like, these types of like dismemberments and like attempting to dissolve bodies, like this type of crime is in like the top like one percentile of murders in America. Like, this is not normal. Yeah, I was going to, like, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't assume so. That's yeah, this insane. This is insane. Like, did, uh, this, I, well, I, I, I know you're going to say, but like, I don't know if this is like he planned this beforehand or that he murdered them because they said this and then he went and got all this stuff. Like, either way, what the hell? Yeah, I know. I'll explain everything. Yeah. The scene was so hazardous that in order to continue processing the scene, everyone had to wear hazmat suits, and they worked all through that Monday into Tuesday, examining and collecting everything, according to wikiwan.com. I was going to say, that seemed dangerous to be in that house. Yeah, absolutely. According to WVLT.TV, the autopsy report stated that Joel Guy Sr. had 42 sharp force injuries, 12 of which scratched and severed his lungs. Oh, my gosh. He suffered from damage to his kidneys, liver, and lungs. One of the injuries on his shoulders was so bad that a piece of the weapon was lodged into the muscle. God. His hands were cut off from the wrists. His arms removed at the shoulders. His legs removed from his hips, and his feet were removed from his ankles. WVLT.TV also reported that Lisa Guy was stabbed 31 times, 21 of which were extremely severe. Her arms were removed at her shoulders, and her legs were removed from right below her knees. Blunt force trauma to her neck ultimately led to the removal of her head from her spine, according to WVLT.TV. They reported that the state prosecutors on this case said that the Savine was, quote, a diabolical stew of human remains, end quote. Gosh. Along with the bodies, investigators were able to find multiple other pieces of evidence that would lead them to the killer. They discovered a suitcase that contained a note with the address of an Ace hardware store in Louisiana and a note about sewer line cleaner, according to WBIR.com. Oh, damn. So he had bought it in Louisiana, so he had premeditated this yeah pretty much oh my god police also found his laptop as well the location of this address was pretty incriminating so police automatically labeled joe guy jr a prime suspect 
The FBI and the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Department were notified and placed him under surveillance. But due to another piece of evidence I'll discuss next and his blood from an injury on his hands he tried to clean in the bathroom were found at the scene, that Tuesday, a day after the bodies were discovered, Joel Guy Jr. was arrested for the killing and dismemberment of his parents at his apartment complex in Louisiana. Oh, so you are you driven all the way back to Louisiana? Yeah. He just left the house like that hoping that it would go smoothly, I guess. Yeah, so and I'll get like deeper into it, but yeah, it was part of his plan was to go back and then eventually come back to finish it off. Oh, I see. Okay. He was charged with two counts of first degree murder, felony murder, and abuse of a corpse, according to soapboxy.com. In his home, multiple receipts for various chemicals and a knife he had purchased were also found. Can I go back to the abuse of a corpse? I didn't even know that was a charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does that entail? Just like... After a, someone would be dead, it's mutilating them, putting their bodies in chemicals. Yeah. Anything. that After the person has passed, anything you do to their body afterwards is considered to be abuse of a corpse. Yeah, I, ne- I never knew anything about that. That's crazy. Yeah. So back to the biggest and most disturbing piece of evidence I mentioned earlier. In the home, a notebook was found in the room where Guy Jr. had been staying during his visit. This notebook contained disgusting and shocking details about the plan to murder Lisa and Joel. So this was premeditated. Yeah. I will post the images of some of the pages on our Instagram page so everyone can go read all of the information. But for now, I'll just read some of the points. Okay. Things like, quote, get sledgehammer, crush bones, end quote. Um, Another one was, quote, get plastic bins for denaturation process, end quote. Quote, flush chunks down toilet, end quote kill him with knife kill her with knife and he even had kill dog on there but he crossed it out what yeah the notes i'm serious like go read them they are insane there's just so much he talked about bringing like blender and meat grinder and the details of how he was gonna like do it all it's insane so you have got to go read them doing some research on yeah crazy stuff and just like the way he wrote things out is just so messed up so yeah you have to read it this from i mean not fully similar but this sort of reminds me of like the real life scream how they like would videotape and say how they're gonna yeah do everything Mm -hmm. like just their process like their thought processes is ridiculously insane being able to just read it is so disturbing Yeah. yeah so like i said there's so many more points about how he was going to dismember them how to use the chemicals turning the thermostat on plans to burn the house down to hide evidence and so much more yeah one of the main parts of this notebook was the page titled assets he wrote about how she had a five hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy and that it would be all his if she and joel senior were dead Even all their homes, cars, and other details about that were written and broken down about who may get them and whatnot. This made it very clear that Joel Jr.'s motives for the murder were for money, since he was aware that his parents were about to cut him off since they had threatened it in emails as early as 2013 in the past, according to KnoxNews.com. 
You literally murdered your own parents for money. Yep. Just because they were going to say, hey, we're going to stop fully financially supporting you. Maybe get a job. Uh, It's awful. There was surveillance footage of him purchasing the chemicals in blue containers just days before the murders as well. It was determined that the murders happened on November 26th since there was also surveillance footage of Lisa Guy purchasing groceries and leaving a Walmart at around noon. So Thanksgiving was that Thursday, and this would have been the Saturday. Okay. Later that day, there is additional footage of Joel Jr. at Walmart again purchasing first aid supplies for the cuts he had gotten on his hands from killing his parents. Gosh. He stayed in the home with the corpses and left on Sunday, the next day, to return to Baton Rouge. He tried to claim he left to go back to seek medical treatment for his hand since he, quote, didn't have insurance, end quote. He thought it would be more affordable to go to a place that was near a college campus, according to KnoxNews.com. He claimed to have driven back up to Knoxville that Monday, but when he saw yellow crime scene tape in the yard, he just left. (laughs) Yeah. This is when he was trying to say he didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. And he got mysteriously cut and then he tried to come home and then saw that and left just so weird and doesn't not making any sense yeah so his half-sister michelle tyler recalled even seeing those blue containers in his car during the time they spent at the guy's home for thanksgiving i wonder what like the siblings point of view was on him like what they talked about when he wasn't around like i wonder if he showed signs of like this dude's crazy or i mean not really from what i read like they said things like he didn't seem weird at all at the holiday like they knew he was financially supported by them and they didn't like that but it didn't sound like they had probably not the closest relationship from what i read but like they interacted well they talked about how everything was normal at thanksgiving that he showed attention to their children which they said was kind of strange but like he played with the kids and like nothing seemed off to them they said that's even more messed up that he could act normal with his plan yeah i know it's really sad so his trial contained over 700 pieces of evidence and 27 witnesses according to soapboxy.com damn it only lasted four days He even asked for the death penalty to be considered, but it wasn't. Okay, just because he didn't want to live in prison? I guess. On October 2nd, 2020, Joel Guy Jr. was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder, three counts of felony murder, and two counts of abuse of a corpse. According to WLVT.TV, He never appeared to show any remorse during the whole trial, and he actually seemed proud. He will not be eligible for release for 130 years, according to (laughs) Soapboxy.com. That's insane. The judge even said, quote, I don't think his mind is going to change. Quite frankly, I think if it was 300 years, it wouldn't be sufficient, end quote, according to KnoxNews.com. Yeah, everybody involved said this was the most horrific thing they'd ever seen and hoped to ever see. And 
everyone was just shocked. And this was fairly recent, 2016, and he got uh, charged in 2020. Or he, mm-hmm. yeah, his. I'd never heard anything about this. I know, me either. His original trial was set to be in February, but that was when COVID had, like, the outbreak of COVID was kicking in. Oh yeah, yeah. So this was like the first big trial since the pandemic had started in Tennessee. Yeah, and I literally never heard anything about this. Yeah, that's crazy. No, it, it is crazy. Cause that that's just horrific. Like, yeah, all the cases that we've done are. I mean, there's some mess up stuff, but this is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's it was ho- unbelievable, and I yeah, like you said, I had never even heard of this, so it's pretty crazy. Mm. However, just to make it even more disturbing, and as if this isn't enough, not even six days after he was found guilty, he wrote a letter claiming he should be removed from others since he was having fantasies about gouging another inmate's eyes out and wanted to be moved to solitary confinement. What the hell? Yep. I will also attach this full letter that he wrote to our social media post. So again, you just have to go read it to read the way he writes. It's... uh. But he did state, quote, I shouldn't be allowed access to another person while they're unconscious, end quote. (laughs) So just extremely disturbing. So now it seems like he didn't just murder them for money. Now it seems like he just wants to kill people. Yeah. Because before it it sounded like since he was getting cut off, he decided to kill them. But now it just sounds like he just wants to kill people. Yeah, I know. It's... I'm not really sure what the explanation is. Like, he's just so weak. Like, it's just so hard to believe, like, how you could simply for money dismember and all the chemicals. And it's just so gross. Like, in what world is that ever going to make sense? Yeah. So, really heartbreaking. All the family had a really, really hard time. They did, um, victim impact speeches i guess you would say at the trial and Mm -hmm. just their stories you know how close they were with their dad and their stepmom yeah they they loved their family they were so close their grandchildren loved them i mean they were married for 30 years right yeah 31 yeah so they'd been that she'd been in their life for a really long time i'd say a majority of their lives probably pretty much and Now they were getting ready to retire and go live their dreams and yeah, so much to look forward to. And because their child was ungrateful, like it's just, it's so hard to like wrap my head around. Yeah, it's insane. But yeah, so that is the story of those Thanksgiving murders. And like I said, we'll have pictures. And if you want to go read the notebook and the letter, it's just psychologically i can barely understand it like on a psychological level it just is insane to me yeah and the instagram facebook um and tiktok are all at true time podcast so yeah if you want to go check those out yep you can go there Mm -hmm. but yeah so i know that one was really gross and really sad especially around holiday season but we figured we'd maybe end our question on a bit of a lighter note. <laughs> yeah. If you want to listen. Um, yeah, so we've been doing a question at the end of the podcast yes. lately. 
past. This is our third. This will be our third. Yeah. Yes, we're trying to start this little trend thing. Yeah. So if you have questions, feel free to send them and we'll answer them. Yeah. So we decided, you know, being that it's Thanksgiving, we would do a Thanksgiving themed question. (laughs) So we're going to be very basic and we're going to tell you what our favorite Thanksgiving dishes are. Yes. Am I going first or you? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. So my favorite Thanksgiving dish, my mom didn't make it our whole lives, but she started making it at least five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sweet potato souffle. Ooh. So it's like sweet potatoes sort of, uh, what's it called? Like blended up. Mashed kind of. Yeah, but really smooth, really, really mm-hmm. smooth. And then uh, on top is like almonds and... Like something like that where it's all cooked on top and it's like a hard top. So it's sort of like a dessert tasting kind of thing. It's really sweet. Oh, I think it's like brown sugar and almonds Uh, on top. Okay, yeah. So it's like really sweet and it's delicious. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite thing. She makes it for Christmas too, so. Ooh, so I'll get to try it. Yes, (laughs) but it's delicious. It's definitely my favorite thing. That sounds so good. I love sweet potatoes. Yummy. So what is yours? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I mean, very difficult to mash it all into one, only one. I mean, I think I'd have to say stuffing mixed with cranberry sauce. Okay. It just doesn't get any more Thanksgiving than that for (laughs) me. And I have to mix it up. Like, I don't eat them separately. Like, I put them together and I mash them up on my plate. Okay. And it is delicious. I know some people hate the canned cranberry jelly but i like it i like it and i like mashing it with my stuffing you like sweet and savory things together yes oh my gosh i cannot get enough of sweet and savory yeah so So you sort of got me on that same trend now i know i appreciate it every time we've gone out to eat lately or tried things like i'll i'll pick out like the sweet and savory option and he does too and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) oh it's too good and along that track i love like thanksgiving sandwiches like yeah i was about to say after thanksgiving yeah the day after when you can make that delicious yes. sandwich with just everything in there mm-hmm. 10 so out good. 10 would recommend it's just the only way to eat the leftovers in my opinion i agree because <laughs> the turkey is too dry to eat by itself if you reheat oh it. yeah so you got to put it in a sandwich with some mashed potatoes gravy yeah cranberry sauce stuffing we made a joke the other day like if turkey's your favorite thanksgiving food you're crazy yeah ham <laughs> is the way to go <laughs> but. but yeah so now you're all hungry for thanksgiving you're probably listening around i don't know if they're that hungry they just listen to that case true <laughs> we're trying to lay it back up get you yeah, hungry yeah. again for thanksgiving it's like so. after you watch a scary movie and then you have to watch like a comedy show <laughs> after, like, <laughs> to, like just to feel calm happy. down yeah, yeah we're trying to help you guys out right now but yeah, so also let us know if you have any Thanksgiving traditions you love. We were talking about how we kind of just had regular Thanksgiving traditions, but we thought it would be fun now that, you know, it's just Dylan and I, but as our family grows one day, like it would be kind of fun to incorporate a unique tradition to every holiday. Yeah, we'd like to know what you guys do because we couldn't really think of anything specific yeah. to Thanksgiving that we do differently. Yeah, so... Let us know and yeah, we'd like we'd really like to hear what you guys do. It's interesting to see. Yeah, families always have some cool quirky, 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 <laughs> quirky things that they do. Yeah, so just 
it's that holiday season. Just talk about all the fun things you love to do with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So I hope you all have a wonderful holiday, safe holiday. If you're traveling, hopefully you're getting to spend time with people you care about. Yeah. And yeah. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Next Monday. Be there. Or be square. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Bye.